0: I'll be too nervous to be lost the words.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Words podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason Daniels. Jason, hi. Uh, good evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. It's been nice to. Uh, we had a break last week, didn't we, for the bank holiday? Well, I did, you didn't. um You were doubling up uh, on the sports in life, but. It was nice to uh, to take a break and appreciate coming back to the podcast. I think.
0: Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, don't worry. It felt like doing work last week, don't I? <laughs> so it's, uh, it wasn't too much of a break. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, we'll be back and uh, see what we can do this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we
1: were both uh, slightly aggrieved. I think you were, you were very upbeat about here goes chances without actually putting him up, weren't you? Um, and I had uh, Adrian Elf's roy McElroy double, which didn't quite pan out because I get someone called Garrett Higo. So here we are. Um, but I think it was quite a good event this week for, at the Belfry.
0: Um, yes, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not. You know, it's nice to be back to where we're not going to get. Um, you know, 27 under. No knocking. Higo, obviously. Yeah. Um, he just. To be honest, he only has to turn up. Then he hit this now. He does. He, he, literally on these courses. Um, like I said, like I tweeted earlier, he was 150 to one for this tournament last year. Um, and look how he's gone now. He's, you know, we'll see what he does when he steps up in grade, um, and see what sort of course he really wants because it was shelling peas. But you know, I, I don't think any of us are denying that what he can do and, and the potential that he's got. But let's not forget we were saying that about Rasmus last year. You know, um, people like Sam Horsfield could also. Hit 27 under on that course and win twice, um, so I'm not knocking it. And I think Higo, you know, is a superstar, but we've seen it before. And let's see him on a different test where you know they win in seven and eight under. Um,
1: it still feels yeah. like um, there's going to be a bit of a shift when this kind of goes a little bit more back to normal, and there's a bit more travelling, not staying in the same areas, less resort courses, proper proper full European tour schedule. I still think it's going to be a bit of a change. The only thing you can say about Higo, and you've been a big believer in his talent anyway, so you're not going to knock him, um, is he can only win what's in front of him, can't he? Whatever he gets entered into, uh, he goes and wins. So uh, yeah, it's mightily impressive. Him, John Catlin, Rasmus Hogard, Sam Horsfield, all taking advantage of the uh, of the COVID-struck season, if you like. Um, and we've got another, another event. I think it's a bit more of a proper test this week, isn't it? At the British Masters, at yeah, the Belfry. Um, and I think that's reflected in the market a little bit. I was kind of surprised. I don't know, I wasn't surprised, but I still don't agree with the the way the, the favourites are positioned at the moment. I don't see quite what Robert McIntyre and Martin Keimer are doing in front of uh, Sam Horsfield and, and maybe even Hogard. But I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
0: Uh, well, Keimer's there because... You know he gets placed every thing in time, doesn't he? Mm. Um, but no, I, I I have to agree with you. I think um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think field looks absolutely primed for a, for a key run. And Hogard, I mean, again, um, here. I mean, the way I've approached this, uh, just we spoke just before, is um, if you look when Hogard won the um, UK Championship, which is far more relevant because it was obviously at the Belfry, yep. as opposed to the British Masters, which changes course every year. So ignore previous event form and you need to look at course form um of the top 20 finishers um in when hogard won it um eight of the top 10 in approaches were there 14 of the top 25 if you look at t to green 10 of the top 20 finishers, top 20 finish um 10 out of 10 of the top 10 t to greens were there 18 out of the top 25 the off the t is irrelevant and the strokes game pattern. To be honest, although I'm going to go against it right at the end here, um, Walter's led that, but everybody else is based in the 30s, 40s, 50s. So it's quite clear um, what is required here. It's a, a very strong t degree game. Um, as I say, if you go down it, Hogarth t degree was second, um, Hebert was sixth, uh, MK was 13th, Howie 10th, etc., 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 etc. Approaches are very similar as well. So find the fairway or, or try not to miss it too far and get in the deep stuff and have your iron spot on and you'll give yourself chances. Um, the other key to this is there are scorable par fives. Winning score last year was minus 14 in a playoff when Hogard beat Walters. I think they went on for a few, quite a quite wild, didn't they? Um, mm. And Walters just couldn't quite get his head in front. But both Hogard and Walters were minus eight for the par fives. Ebert and MK were seven. Howie was eight. Um, Armitage was minus 10. And the only one sort of to interfere with that, really, was uh, Jorge Campillo. But nobody ever knows what he's going to do, <laughs> let alone us. Um, so when you consider that par fives took more than half of um, their score, uh, you mix up approaches, Tita Green and par fives. And that's where my list sort of ended up. The, the other way I looked at it, Tom, very quickly is that Austria is far more relevant than um, the Canary Islands that we've had, although it's nice to have confidence in your irons. Catelyn, um, incidentally, um, won in a playoff. In minus 14 in Austria, so exactly the same as Hogard did um, at the Belfry last year, and if you look down the list of Austria this year, Catelyn, uh, Kiefer, MK, Bezeling Armitage, Higo we know um, uh, Nikolai Hogard who I don't think is playing this week which is really gutting Matthias Schwab, um, Rasmus was in 12th, Horsfield was in 15th, Whitnell 15th, what was in 21st, so there's a huge correlation with Austria um, and that's where I've gone there, my four indicators this week, and anybody that sort of has anything to do with three or four of those is is high up on my list and it's worked for the last few weeks now sort of working on this these theories rather than anything else and i shall continue it this week as well good
1: i think it's good to have a formula i think it's something you've tried different as opposed to i think we've always kind of gone down the maybe the course correlation route kind of trying to figure out designers etc and i think now you're you're looking at it as a as a statistical package and that's maybe leading to a to some more yeah. success so uh, let's see where that goes I think that's yeah. a good good way to go for that um, one player that isn't playing this week that I was actually really hoping was is Craig Howie that you just mentioned uh, he's in great form isn't he on the Challenge Tour and, and over in South Africa and, and played well here last year as well so um, shame he's not playing um, but let's just jump straight in um, um, Sam Horsfield for yeah. me um, you just mentioned that he's primed to go on and do it I think he is I think that there's a bit too much of a gap between him and, and the couple at the top. Um, 20 to 110 places for, for the older uh, sponsors this week, Fred, He's uh, one in Wales, one in England, 5th and 10th in previous British Masters, 15th and 31st at Wentworth. So he does play in the UK when he comes back. Um, Got to be considered one of the classier players in the field. Um, we know he can score uh, based on his uh, par 5 scoring average being the, uh, the top of the tree. Um, okay he's only played sort of, 52 holes but that will he'll still remain in that sort of place i think anyway um and that's about it for me on Sam Horsford. i don't think we need to do too much convincing at 21
0: no top 10 approaches this is this before this is before the final round yesterday by the way yeah. um he was top 10 in approach' not that it matters top 10 in approach, 11th of green as you say led the par fives third in par fives over the last three months it was 15th in Austria um when it got probably a bit too cold. Him, if you know what I mean, a bit too cold for him yeah. to to um, get going, really. I mean, it was Catlin weather, wasn't it? It was perfect for him, um, but that's still a fan. You know, he came back after two dodgy rounds there um, 69 67 there. Grand Canary couldn't hold a thing, really. Gave himself hundreds of chances, uh, couldn't hold anything. Not worried about the Valspar, even though you know, two rounds of 71 is absolutely nothing wrong with that. He's um, had a week off, and uh, I agree with you, I think there's quite a strong top to this market and I don't think it's the uh the very top so um yeah holsfield at twenty twenty two, top eight yeah he's, he's going to give himself so many chances um he has to be there
1: yep absolutely agree um I also looked at Forbes John Anderson. again I think he's mm. he's playing so well considering the run he's you know the time away that he had and he just seems to be right there and he keeps having a bit of a crap round doesn't it it was nine under par to, to lead a couple of weeks ago and then uh, threw it all away just can't can't seem to follow up his low round which is unlike him really but I guess part of the rust but I think there's a guy at a similar price that you're quite interested in as well uh,
0: where are we <laughs> M- M- Matthias Schwab oh Schwab yeah Schwab's been put up by Ben as well it's, it's really quite annoying <laughs> um, again Schwab I, we were laughing at actually when he was 16 to 1 a few weeks ago Um and I think the problem with Schwab is he's so technically brilliant with his irons that when it that, even when when it comes down to putting, he looks even worse yeah. because so many people are putting. I mean, Higo's gonna win in twenty seven. Schwab's gonna have to hold an awful lot of putts to stick with him. Um, so I think again that this sort of again, he was seventh in Austria. So I think this sort of course is actually more up his street. The same as we say Catlin, you know, Catelyn's up there in virtually every table that we look at but his strengths are not um obvious because everybody else is doing the same. I think with Schwab um every time it's a patting contest he's going to lose. Yeah. Um I this won't about. be this week as we've already discussed. Um as you say, you know, he's, he's playing extremely well. Um didn't play particularly well um in the UK championship here last year. Um but overall yeah he's 15th I think in approaches 16th in tee green. Doesn't have to worry about putting. We've already discussed that. Just give himself chances and don't don't have any real three putts, which on a course is smaller greens, if he can find them, he shouldn't really do so. I'm not convinced 28. Yeah, you know, if you've got Rasmus Hogard, was 25 earlier on today. I'm not sure Schwab at 28 now is is the right price, but yeah, he's 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 a big runner for me. But now he becomes, uh, you know, Rasmus is going to beat him. Every time down the stretch, isn't he? If I think, they um, if they go head to head,
1: I think the summary from that is that basically that this this course rewards the more accurate and and better iron players as opposed to the last couple of weeks where obviously you've had to be accurate to set up your chances. But it has been a case of making plenty of bomb putts and and just going lower, lower, lower. And I think that when it becomes a bit more of a test and the scoring is tougher, that that those that keep it in the fairway and, and you know keep finding mm. the greens are you know well supported and. It's a bit like when I was speaking about Richie Ramsey last week in uh, in Tenerife. I, I kind of was worried he wasn't going to keep up the scoring. And he, and for the first two days, he was absolutely brilliant. No bogeys, uh a pair of 65s. But then it sort of caught up with him. And everyone else was sort of holding the parts on Saturday. And, and it's a similar sort of thing I think you would apply to Schwab. I guess, you know, Ramsey's at a different scale with, in terms of price. But um, he's, he's a winner. So it's, it's a similar sort of thing to apply to that, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's right but, but as we always say it is a price thing that was why we weren't on Higo last week mm-hmm. price purely only not his chance and now as i say you know with with Ben Coley putting him up price is going and uh, uh, you know if you give me the choice if you give me the choice of say uh, currently as we're speaking Hogarth at 22 top 7 or Schwab 25 top 8 I'm going I'm going Hogarth uh, he's yeah, a better I, mean, player. I, I just... he's a better player and a winner
1: I just need to take one from here, and that's why I went with Horsfield. I just think that, yeah, you know, I think I think Horsfield's better than Hogard as well. So, um, mm, okay, I just think he's more well. I could see him sticking around for longer. I know that seems so, tough because he's a bit bit more developed than Hogard, I suppose, because Hogard's still very young, isn't he? Um, but yeah, I just I just think there's a bit of longevity about Sam Horsfield, but we'll see. Um, then there's quite a host of names around the 14-45-1 40 to one mark, which I kind of found difficult to, set- to um, separate is the word I'm looking for, until I've had a week off. Um, Sammy valabaki was one that stuck out for me. Um, reason being is that he was second and sixth in Wales. He's been 13th <laughs> for Wentworth. Um, obviously likes playing in the UK. Hasn't really got it going over the past couple of weeks when returning back, but has still played well enough. Um which I actually find really promising because if if you're not if you haven't really got your best stuff and you're still sort of hanging around the top 25 and that I just think that's kind of pretty impressive had a poor find around 70 last week which kind of slid him down the field a bit and he had a and he had a 70 in the second round the week before so there's just a couple of times where the scoring got a bit low for him but that was a big break between that and and the WGC worked out which play who played the last time before so. For me now he's got a couple of runs under his belt he's in a sort of I'd say a course that I think is going to suit him conditions that I think are going to suit him as well um, so yeah I thought he was a decent price at 45 to
0: 1 yeah I put him up last week um, and backed him I was watching him very very carefully Yeah, he's not doing what I, I, I thought he could do but yeah I, I could probably agree with you um, he, he doesn't particularly want it um, lunatic low uh, obviously the wind no man where, where it was windy yeah. Um, played well at um, uh, Valderrama, which is always my benchmark for every Tough golfer, tests. prime minister, you know, whatever, <laughs> chauffeur, whatever, you know. Whatever, any any interview you do for any occupation, you go, do you like Valderrama? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so y- you are possibly right. I was slightly disappointed, though. I mean, he started making moves, which was fine. Um, a very silly bogey on the path five, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and then just sort of didn't do anything and that was for me that was disappointing given that the back nine over the weekend was was so scorable it was yeah, ridiculous 100%. um and that would be my only issue um but yeah I, I i i don't see why not i mean in in that sort of price range i did strongly look at beef yeah um he looked good last week didn't he yeah absolutely on a About test that spec- you
1: wouldn't think would suit him i don't think i think he's a tougher grinder type a- as well isn't
0: he absolutely um and I think the problem with him, as always, is what sort of frame of mind he's going to be in yeah. each week. But yeah, I mean he's, he's he's just great, isn't he? I mean, it just <laughs> he, uh, you know Andrew I Johnston do, is Andrew I do think there's
1: <laughs> a contractual obligation for commentators to put beef in his in his name when they're saying his name. You can't just say but, Andrew Johnston; it's always Andrew Beef Johnston.
0: Yeah, and as you say, you know, again, Valderrama winner, you yeah. know, plays well in opens, PGA, gets placed in. Um, so he definitely wants you know a, a 10 under you know 12 under winning score played really well in Wales a couple of times but yeah bounced back to form I mean look he's he's not going to hide anything and um, I don't know if sort of Sam Harrop's on any uh, money if he wins any um, he might be on a little percentage um, he, he bounced back to form and I, I thought they might actually go a little bit shorter than the 45 to 1
1: I did because he's so popular hmm
0: um he doesn't appear on any list the because he's been... Out of sorts. Out of pull, really. Hmm. Um, you, you, you know, you, you are taking a chance that he turns up again. But in a good frame of mind, um, I thought 40-40 or 45-1, you know, 41 top eight for a man that loves playing in England. Yeah, and won't mind wind or rain or anything. He's extremely accurate, you know, when he's bang on. Uh, that, that was fair. And out of that lot, I would it was between him and, and Jamie Donaldson but I'd go for I'd go for B
1: Jamie Donaldson just keeps popping up in every sort of if you go on tortoise he's in everything isn't he statistically he's fantastic he's always looks good in current form event form strokes going approach tees are green he's, he's all over it and then he just doesn't yep. seem to, uh, to deliver at the moment which is uh, enough to put me off him but I completely agree with B and you look at like where he's played well in the past like you said he's won Valderrama he's been second in India which is always a tough course you um, the Open, he's played well at Italian Open, uh, the BMW PGA Wentworth twice. He was in the top ten. I just think that's a great. I yeah you know, necessarily correlates with the course, but I think that you know it's Parkland, it's it's England, it's anything. I kind of think that anyone that although the British Masters plays a different course every, year, I think just forming that and and this kind of area kind of helps me to uh, to focus in on them. So that that was enough for me uh, to at least look at him. Uh, I didn't go with him in the end just because, like I say, was a bit of unpredictability. Um, and I think that if his name wasn't Beef, he'd probably be, you know, eighty <laughs> to one with the others or whatever. <laughs> even though I thought he was going to go shorter, but uh, okay, yeah, I, you know, he's a great, he's a great talent. And I think that's, I think that's the biggest shame of it. I think that he got himself, like I've said many times before, he got caught up in all the stuff, which is very hard not to do when there was such pandemonium about him. Um, and and it kind of set him back a little bit. And hopefully. He's uh, back on the right track because he's a superb ball striker. The ball. Um, my next pick is well, it was a hundred to one. He's sort of around that mark uh, now. Have you got any others in between?
0: I thought I thought Sean Crocker was worth mentioning. Hmm. Um, again, I think you know he played really well in South Africa. Um, you know, on the tougher courses. Um, again, same sort of thing. If I want to take the same line approaches and take green, he's top twelve. Par five, he's seventh over three months. Wasn't great in Austria, which is my sort of key for this. Um, then I had him down at fifty to one, and, and you know there's sixty six and sixty about.
1: Yeah,
0: he's a great again. He's you know there's so many of them. I think we're going to talk about another great ball striker in a minute. Um, and I know obviously you know our mate Sky likes um, he likes Crocker and he likes um, oh god, go on remind me Mr. the other that's exactly the same. No, 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 the other American, oh, Alvearman. Oh you know they're they're very very similar um, in, in what they do. But there are so many of them. There are so many yeah. great ball strikers. You know, Connor Syme, for example, you know, played really well in Austria. Um, keeps giving himself chances. He's not doing it. There's always one hole that knocks him back. Happened again on uh, uh, Saturday, one on Sunday. There's always one hole that knocks him back. And it's, it's really, really annoying. But all this lot are just such great ball strikers. Um, one day it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought he was worth mentioning at the price. But other than that, I don't. Apart from that's all interesting. You know, it's a caught the eye last week a little bit. Yeah. Um, you like Karamora, I know a few times. Yeah. There's a few there um, that you look at, and you look at somebody like Longgask and you think to yourself, "Well, hundred to one, it's a big price for him. He's so talented. He's actually but,
1: proved himself last year as well.
0: You know, um, I mean, I'd rather be on him than somebody like Adrian Moronka somewhere like this. Hmm. Um, yeah, Jeff Winter that we've discussed loads of times. There's quite a few there, some really good ball strikers. You know, um, Armitage, as I say, went minus ten round here off for the par fives. You know, that was, I think, better than his eventual winning score. Yeah. Um, so he was minus on all the other holes. Um, yeah, not, there's plenty there, but but Crocker was the one that stood out just because of the way he hits the ball. But I'm not convinced that I'll take him.
1: The thing with Crocker is the same logic to what we just said about Matthias Schwab in the sense that this is a sort of test where his skill should come to oh. the fore um, it's not going to be a putting contest he's going to he's gonna benefit from how well he hits the ball um, and I'd actually rather that's, what, that's the kind of thing that puts me off Schwab is that someone of a very similar ilk hasn't had the consistent form that Schwab has which kind of suggests that Schwab might be better at putting than maybe we think he is um, and just doesn't do it quite in the big moments, but I think Crocker's going to do similar sort of things at some point. He just needs to needs to make it happen, and, and until he gets any sort of confidence with that short stick,
0: it's gonna uh, it's gonna take a while. I've yeah, I mean, gone... Sorry, you talk about confidence source. Anybody yeah. that watched Louis Dejean over Sunday, <laughs> uh, it, honestly, mate, I it know, was mate.
1: Yeah.
0: heartbreaking. He just. It just that's it, uh, you know. As far as I'm saying that's these the he's gone sacked forever yeah. um, But he's such a great ball striker, but he's just zero confidence with a putter. Um, it's ridiculous. Anyway, sorry, Kevin.
1: He never shot worse than sixty-eight last week either. Amazing, look, isn't it? It's, if you watch
0: it, it you go cool. on
1: full tilt, don't you? That's the yeah. that's the trouble, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, great ball strikers. Maverick Ancliffe hmm. um, always catches my eye because I just think of Top Gun. Um, but second, third, and fourth, uh, in strokes, going approaches last three, um, it, whether this is the type of event that we can we know that he's good at, I I don't know because it's kind of a, a small sample size as to where he where he's really played well, isn't he? Played well in Qatar earlier the year, uh, played. The, the first Grand Connect at uh, rare event Two Twenty One, second last week went all the way. And I just I expected him to be a shorter price, but he was third in the Irish Open when he played there, which kind of suggests he might do a bit you know, decent bit in Britain. And when you look at him playing there last year, he shot a seventy eight opening round, and then bettered it with a seventy in the second round. You know, it's an eight shot swing suggests that he can kind of uh, go into the event if he really shot 78-75 he's, he's got nothing out of the play here last year has he? he's kind of gone well I can't play it but to make an 8 shots up in the second round suggests that he might come in on Thursday, uh, Wednesday actually should I say sorry um, with a bit more confidence and for someone that finished second last week I just thought that 100-1, 80-1, 90-1, whatever about him considering how well he's striking the ball um, was particularly eye-catching because when you look at the recent or the winners at this golf course they've never been particularly great around the track before I think Angel Cabrera was someone that stuck out as having good form before winning but everyone else kind of it's a bit hit or miss and I'm not put off by what happened last year just from one missed cut and, and I'd rather focus on the fact he was second last week and, and hitting the ball the best of anyone in the field
0: uh, I agree with you yeah he's, he's, on, he's on the list he's, as I say yeah. he's top 5 in approaches top 15 to Green I think give or take.
1: Yeah. 30. Um,
0: yeah. And top 25 par fives. Again, this is pre what happened over the weekend. Um, uh, but then I don't think what happened over the weekend is, is particularly relevant to this week. Anyway. No. Um, I agree with you. I thought three figures. Um, yeah, because I, we always say whether, you know, whether there's a, um, an upside to the price, ele- uh, the place element of the bet. And yeah, do I, can I see him winning to one? Probably not. Um, but, only you know, kind of second say, only, like he did last week. Absolutely. I certainly think that um, Yeah, he, he played too well. I was watching mm. him last week, and I, I, I obviously, you know, I don't know when you do it, but I do this research on Saturday afternoon. So I'm hoping with my list that they don't do much on Sunday. Enough <laughs> to make me think that they're still playing well, but not enough to make everybody else look. And I thought, oh, damn you, person. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you're going to have to take 80 to 1 if you want the full eight places, but. I don't think that's horrendous I'm quite happy to put him in at them prices yeah can I
1: have 80 to 110 places if you want with Betfred you can if you can get on mate yeah yeah. Um, but yeah I mean
0: yeah 13th in
1: par 5 scoring 13th in approach okay. no 3rd in approach sorry and 13th teacher, 14th to green so he's yeah Across the board, absolutely superb. He's gone up things.
0: He was he was twenty second par fives before the weekend. Yeah. I know it doesn't matter because they give it, they gimme par fives. But yeah, there's a couple here that a couple also doesn't like no matter it? what the weather. No, that's yeah. right. So and they won't be bouncing through the green either here, will they? It should be softer, shouldn't
1: it? No, and I think I think as well this kind of course is one that you know I
0: don't think it suits any one type of player. I think it
1: rewards the people that are in form and hit the ball well, and and he fits under that category. So for me, he kind of stuck out. He was actually my kind of favourite bet out of the lot, um, even considering Horsefield and Valamaki. So happy with Maverick-Ancliffe. I've got one more definite, and I've got one at 400-1 to that I want to bounce off of you, um, which is probably going to get laughed at because I need to laugh at myself. But we shall see. Um, Julian Suri is my last definitive pick. Um, He led the field in strokes game approach last week. Uh, he was 39th at this golf course last year, but was actually 8th after 36 holes and then shot 77 in the third round, which is the kind of thing he does. Um, He's very capable of blowing hot and cold. Um, tied 27th last week when he shot 66 and 65. We know he can kind of telegraph form a bit. was 5th at the 2018 British Masters, but he shot a final round 74 when he was in second place going into the last round at three behind. So he clearly likes playing in England. Um we know what type of player he is, we know his quality, he was kind of you had that kind of u Uline period, then he sort of came along and then you've had uh Kitty Armour and Crocker and people like that since. So in terms of, you know, the American talents that they've kind of been steady along the way. David Lipsky, people like that. Um but I just think he's better than than he's showing. I think there's there's so much promise if you actually watch his round because I've watched him a bit more closely ever since having his caddy on Oliver Briggs on the show. You kind of notice when he's playing well, when he just has a blow-up day, and and I think it was a couple of events in uh, in South Africa where he just kind of had two foul balls, and he just can't do that. Um, and he definitely won't be able to afford to say, this week. But if he can kind of keep it in play, which I think is something that he he does struggle with at times, I think he's a he's a better talent than 151 suggests.
0: Yeah, very good player. Just yeah, it's it's just, he's had a lot of injuries and he? he was out for mm. a year, wasn't he? Give or take. Um, yeah, he's an exceptional player. So um, if you want to put him up, yeah, I, I can't see any problem with that, to be honest with you.
1: Any others for you?
0: Um, I thought Jack Senior was interesting. He's yeah. been playing well. He's had chances of winning. Uh, he was challenging at the uh, – I think he was challenging Qatar, wasn't he, at some point? Yes, he was. Yeah, I think he was challenging at Qatar. Um, he challenged in South Africa, um, played well at Gran Canary, but I don't think that's his particular – um, sort of course. I think you're second in par fives over the last three months, um, which obviously include a couple of easy tracks. Uh, 30th in the it's Just that he was interesting. Um, Aaron Cockrell, I was quite interested in, played really well here last year. Yeah. Um, Cockrell caught my eye as well. Yeah, a player that, that perhaps uh, you want you know, needs to keep an eye on. Um, one of your old ones, but Rit Hammer, again, 250 yeah. to 1. Uh, again, he's on, he's on the list for something. I won't be on the win market. Um, but there were a couple more, yeah. First one was Dale Whitnell, who um, we interviewed, um, well, when was it, last year, beginning of the year, end of last year? I can't remember when it was. Um I, I think it was, it was yeah, the end America, of last me.
1: year, wasn't it, because he was in America and he just finished up on the European source. It must be November time. Yeah,
0: just it? really interesting, just because he's so consistently uh, on his stats. He's top 25 in approaches, I think top 25, top 30 to green and top 20 in par fives, and he was also 15th in Austria. Um, And he's just the type of one that he's got a fantastic short game. I know we're saying that this is about um, approaches, really. So these last two, uh, not necessarily fit into that category. But um, he's got a fantastic short game. Saved shots all over the place when lockdown first began, first caught the eye. Um, OK, look, his his finishes haven't been great. But, you know, 55th and 56th in the last two events, he isn't a player that's going to hit 27 under. That's not his game. Um, he's a scrambler and he'll save shots. And I just thought, given his consistency, that, you know, 200 to 1, I don't know what he is, top 20, he's going to be 8 to 1, 9 to 1, top 20. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see him back home. I can definitely see him doing doing something and, and scrambling his way to potentially a top 10. He did it before, um, but almost certainly to a top 20. So he'd be one. Again, if I'm bet for his four hundred under the one, I'm looking for the quarter of the odds. I'd be quite happy to have a couple of quid on him. Um, and the other one, Noel Kearney, I'm quite interested in. He's flying at the moment, putting in some stupid rounds. Um, he was tied 25th wherever this was held in 2015 because I haven't looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> he just caught my eye over the weekend. I thought, oh, you've hit 10 under. You're going to screw it up. Um, he's shown some really good form um, and going very, very low he was of interest at a big price and the only other one was von Dellinghausen who I thought would go better last week based on the fact that he's just an incredibly low scorer but when you look back um, he was tied second at halfway in Austria in 2020 and he led uh, in the third round before collapsing um, he uh, was eighth at halfway in Austria this year as well after a fantastic round um, and he also obviously um, had every chance uh, going into the tournament a couple of weeks ago um, when he looked like he was fading away, but came again right towards the end. He's 18th in par fives, 15th in birdies. And I know this is going against everything we've said, but you look at his putting stats, they're unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, putts, uh, strokes gained, uh, putting eighth, putts per round first, one putts first, uh, uh, three putt average what am I talking about no I can't, don't know what that says Pat's uh, <laughs> Green I don't know what that says my writing I've, sh- I've sent you my list haven't I You've yeah, seen the picture. yeah I can't read it either. <laughs> yeah Pat's Green's in regulation he's fifth um, he's playing really really well and, and, and it's wrong to think that he can he can only play where it's going to be um, sort of open scoring open for all just because of those Austria efforts it wasn't just a one-off he's done it twice and we know that Austria was horrendous this year um, in terms of weather so I just wonder if he's swinging the ball really, if he's swinging the club really, really well and striking the ball really well, um, may take advantage. And at 175 to one, I, I, you know, for a player that was thought to be the next Martin Keimer at one point, yeah. um, who knows? He may well be the next Martin Keimer. Ie, doesn't win. Um, <laughs> but you know, 175. I, I'm quite happy to uh, go in again. I was on him again last week, and it was just quite interesting looking at where you know where he performs as well. It isn't just, you know, give me holes. So 175 to 1, Yet yeah, I'm happy with him. So that's my 5, I think.
1: Before I get to my 400 to 1 shot, Skiot Segrist, I think that's I you say his name, or Skiot Segrist, um, it kind of caught my eye a little bit over the last couple of weeks, 22nd and 12th. Uh, it could potentially be, you know, just the easiness of the golf courses because there wasn't much to kind of suggest that was the case. But he's uh, up there in par 5 scoring. Um, He's actually 6th, which is pretty impressive, uh, behind Horsfield Senior, Higo, Vim and Donaldson, so it's not a bad uh, group of people to be behind there. Um, You talk about people that play well in tough tests. He played well at Valderrama last year, he was 17th. Um, He won at Galgorm in Northern Ireland, so obviously can play a little bit of golf in Britain. He played 3rd in that Euron Bank last year, so he's got some sort of experience of being up there despite you know not being a you know at the top level for very long so I thought he was a bit of interest just to see if he can carry on uh, the good form but my 400 to 1 shot which I'm still not convinced myself but I just thought it was quite eye catching what Oliver Fisher did last week um, yep. for someone that's just been in the doldrums for so long for him to come out and shoot 66, 66, 70, 65 on the final day um, just it just really surprised me, and then when you actually look, you know, he played. You, you look at, I mean, just a whole host of miscuts over the last few, you know, last hmm. couple of years really. Uh, but last two that sort of stood out before last week: 26th at the English Championship, seventh at the British Masters. Um, I just think that he's someone that kind of turns up when he's in, you know, favourable places. He's had another decent 35th at the British Masters as well. He's played well. Um, he had a ninth for the British Masters in 2015 at Woburn, as you were just talking about. Um, you know, Irish Open. He's played well. We we know how talented he is. He's you know sort of 59, isn't he? Um, when him and Roy McIlroy were sort of coming up together, he was kind of discussed as someone as good as him at one point. Obviously, it didn't yeah. work out that way. But I just wonder if he's like he was someone that was, I sort of watched a little video of him um, where he sort of spoke about how golf could make you feel like the best person in the world and the smallest person in the world all, all at once. And I just wonder if he's kind of taken a look back and and just kind of appreciates where he's got to and how far he's come and, and kind of put the bad stuff behind him. And if he has, then this kind of course would suit him, I think. Um, so I just thought there might be a little bit of interest there for him. Mean, he's going to be a thousandth one on Betfair, I assume. The exchange isn't actually working at the moment um, as I was trying to scurry around and see if he was a thousands one. But yeah, I just thought there was I just thought if there's anything if he takes enough from that tie twelve last week and it wasn't just because it was a bit of a yeah. resort course, then to shoot because he shot that seventy on Saturday and you think maybe he just goes backwards after a couple of good rounds, but to come out and shoot sixty five again, which is the lowest of the week, maybe that was enough for me. I'm
0: not arguing with you. Absolutely fine. No got no got no argument with you at all.
1: So I will summarise my picks for this one. Uh, Sam Horsfield 20 to 1, 10 places. Valamaki 45 to 1. Uh, Maverick Ancliffe at 100, 90s, 80s, whatever sort of place terms you like. Julian Suri 150 to 1. Uh, don't know about Skiro Seagrest yet because I wouldn't be able to pick him out of a crowd. Uh, and Oliver Fisher at 400 to 1.
0: Over to you. Uh, Rasmus definitely. Yeah. Um, Horsfield possibly. Uh, Beef, yep. Yeah. 40, 45, whatever, bet better if he's bigger. Um, uh, Maverick Ancliffe, 101 or whatever. Uh, Dale Whitnell, a um, little bit of whatever he's 200, but definitely a top 20 play. And I don't think I'm being a fruit bat by saying Nikolai Van What's His Face at 175.
1: No, I think you're right in that pronunciation as well.
0: Um, Byron
1: Nelson is being played at a new course this year. Uh, TPC Craig Ranch. Um, it was the host of the Web.com Tour Championship in 2008 and 2012, or as a nationwide tour championship in 2008. Um, so there's a little bit of a different test. Do you do you just kind of expect it to be the guys that have played well in Texas before, and and this event would just come to the fore again, or do
0: you think there's a particular method to this golf course? I don't know if there's a method, but I'll tell you what I've done. Right. <laughs> so Tom Weisskopf, who who says that none of his courses have blind shots. He says, "I will give you the middle of the green. I may not give you the pin, but I'll give you the middle of the green." There's nothing complicated about it. You've got long par fours in it. If we look what the, where he's designed or had a hand in, um, uh, I think it's Lackenthal or lacontrol had uh, held the Texas Open 15 years until 2019. You've got people like Justin Leonard, uh, Matt Coocher, Zach Johnson winning there. You know they still continue to play well at, um, at Texas Open wherever that goes. Uh, Torrey Pines North, he had a hand in, and TPC Scottsdale. Um, that makes perfect sense to us because every time we talk about those sort of courses we link in very much I mean you could possibly call them the Mark Leishman courses maybe or the Jason Day courses <laughs> really um, so for me it was linking in Genesis, top players at Genesis, Farmers Phoenix and if they've got Texas then fantastic um, that's the, that's exactly the sort of player that we're looking for um, it's going to be I think quite a reasonable um, warm up for the PGA really yeah um, I don't think it's, it's two way out um, probably going to be harder to be honest with you and that's the way I look so my pretty colours that I sent you uh, were players that that have played well probably over the last six or seven years have got a reasonable record at those, at those courses yeah Genesis, Farmers, Phoenix and I've ended up with a little list of which I'm struggling to break down so over to you
1: well, what I'll do is I will run through my picks and then we can kind of summarise how we feel about each part of the market so, I've got Aaron Wise, who's someone I've been trying to get on for a little while in, in different places. Former winner of the event, swinging well, ninth last week and was recently 13th as well. Um, I just think that he's going to have fond memories of the event despite being a different golf course. Charles Schwartzel, former mm. Masters winner, very progressive form, 26th, 21st, and 14th individually. Second with Louis at Zurich. Uh, 10th and 4th his last two weeks in strokes Gain approach. Now he's not shoving his hand in his pocket before he puts. I think he's uh, he could come back again. Brant Snedeker, who I said to you, I thought might have actually ended his career at one point. I think he's now coming back. He's been sixth in this event, twentieth recently. In strokes gain approach, uh, sixth and eleventh in recent starts. Multiple top top finishes in Texas, uh, including the second at Colonial and, and that sixth here. Um, and then Peter Uline, we've been speaking about a lot. Obviously a former former guest of the show. Uh, second, first, and seventh recently on the on the Corn Ferry played okay at the Valspar, twenty second at Corrales. twenty first and fifth in this event he's been. And he he said he was really bummed that they took Trinity Forest off the schedule because that's where he kind of makes his money. Um, it's not Trinity Forest at all, but it's got that Zoysia grass that they've got in the fairways that everyone moans about because it gives some flyers. But he obviously plays all right on it. So. Um, and then the last one was Ben Martin, who finished tied thirteenth at this golf course in the Tour Championship in 2012. In the Web, it was eleventh last week, thirty fourth at the Valero, and 9th at the Corales. Um, so those were my selections. Um, anything for you?
0: Um, well, I could do it in sort of no particular. Oh, DJ's out. I can see. Is he? Okay. Oh, yeah. DJ's gone, which means you have to take as low as seven to one, Bryson. No. So good luck with that project. Well, he flew uh, home the other day, didn't he? Cause he thought he missed. Oh, uh, do you know? Yeah, but he only done it so he could <laughs> give us half hour of how difficult it, how expensive it was to fly home. Just sh- you know, shut up, mate. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him that. He's huge, right? <laughs> um, but you know, came back well, didn't he? He did, yeah, he did. But I mean, it's just everything's. Uh, anyway, I don't mind it. I mean, I uh, you know, whatever i just think everything's designed to
1: i think he plays the uh the narrative that he's created
0: well doesn't he that's the word i think yeah Yeah. he lives up to his own he lives up to his home reputation he's not
1: hiding away from it is he he's not trying to stay out of the limelight he loves it he's generated it he's making it bigger for himself and he's cashing in at the right time i think
0: we should just mention rory of course rory winning back again over the weekend um Putted brilliantly, which stopped my man, at, uh, Answer, winning, which would have been my fifth biggest win ever. Um, but that's what you get. Never mind, Answer still played fantastically. Top better. Mexican for the first time in a while. Top Mexican, Ben, yep, if you're listening. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, putted better than he has for a long time. Um, and to be honest, he's probably played as well as he has for a long time. So uh, quite gutting, really. His shot on 17 was brilliant. Shot on 18, yeah, he, he was just very, very good. Um, but yeah well done Rory back on the winning trail and as we've discussed before when they get too big um, perhaps that's when to back them um, you know blind to be honest with you but anyway um, my my thoughts on here yeah I mean across those three courses John Ram and um, Hideki Matsuyama your favourite non-20th player now um, I
1: can't say it anymore go.
0: No you can't but they turn up on all three courses they've got form all over the place on those three um, they're obvious I mean if you want us to put them up we'll put them up I think Matt Ziyama's probably if you can get a decent price first eight I think he's pretty nailed on to be honest with you um, but out of those three the other one that appears in all three of, of my lists is Martin Laird hmm. so I will point him up because he's not 8 to 1 and nobody really wants to hear that because what's the point point? Um, 175 to 150 to 1 sorry so he's probably bigger uh Laird's got form you know, at all the all the courses, the Genesis, the Farmers, the Phoenix, and obviously as one Texas, um, he tends to turn up at the same courses all the time. He's done it at the players, he's done it I know the Barclays shifts, but he's done it at the Barclays event. At Shriners obviously he was tied second before winning out of the blue over the over the um was it the summer last year? Yeah ridiculous um, with that Very ridiculous. Spunk, well, ridiculous shot. Um I would almost guarantee that Sundor Monkey Martin's gonna put him up. because we're we're on we're in the desert um and and as i say i mean my my list of the extreme positives were ram matsuyama baba who doesn't play max homer who doesn't play and martin laird i've got kucha in brackets as well but yeah martin laird so i'm going to take a chance with laird 175 to one um i probably will back matsuyama but you don't need to know anything about him um so he's the one out of the top lot Uh, it's just nice to see when you do this sort of list who comes up in it without any bias yeah. Um, and it's just interesting to see him up there. You know, can he win? Yes. Will he win? Mm. Who knows? He loves it. He loves it. He absolutely loves these courses, so why not? Uh, Mark Leishman is another one that absolutely adores this sort of test. Um, 33 to 1. Is it giving anything away? Not really particularly sure. Ryan Palmer, again, is playing really, really well. Um, and obviously, he's got the Texan form as well. He might be my one at 45 to 1 over uh, Mark Leishman, to be honest with you. Um, so Palmer and Laird, I'm going with the old gits. Um To be honest, I'm struggling after that because my only other ones are like Rory Sabatini. Um, and I can't find anybody under top 35, which is a bit of a mistake, really, because they're the ones that win. Um, I
1: mean, especially a week before Major, I think that you kind of have this predetermination that they're just here for a warm-up and then one of them tends to win anyway. Um but now Dustin's out. Obviously, those ones at the top have, have really shortened, haven't they?
0: I just think you, you don't, you know, what's the point? You know what they do, and, and you know, they, none of them have got. Let's put it this way Gareth Higo was 10 to 1 last week. Mm-hmm. Have any of them got as comprehensive claims as that? That's what you have to look at it as now, yeah. I think. I mean, so just going back to the Higo thing, we're allowed to because we just talk, right? Yeah. It's like being the pub with that <laughs> Um, Going back to the Higo thing, and, and Steve made a good point, Steve Rawlings, um, in his last. He was two shots clear when he won a couple of weeks ago, and he was 2-1 to plus. That must have been the greatest bet of all time because he was too clear coming into this weekend. He was 13-8 on. Um, So we made a real boo-boo, boo-boo. But all I'm saying is do any of those at the top, uh, Bryson and John Rahm, Jordan. Jordan must have a massive chance, obviously, again. Um, But do any of those have as compelling an argument as Higo had last week? And the answer is No. So, no, because there's just
1: there's just a, a such a stronger depth of talent that can win. So therefore,
0: it? therefore, you know, you you have to look elsewhere. And as you say, the week before a major, it's prime for one of these to uh, turn up. Matt Kuchar at seventy, um, to be honest, catches the eye as well. But yeah, um, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like a, I mean, it would, but if somebody like a Doc Redmond found this the week to win by a shot, um, yeah, they're they're the ones that appear. Russell Knox is on there as well, but I don't know if we've sacked him fourteen times already, um, so I've given up with him. That's for me. That is it. I'm, I'm just quite interested in watching it and uh, preparing for the uh, for Kiewer Island. Just a quick one that John Catlin's obviously here, which yeah. is a shame because I'd have been all over him if it appeared at the Belfry um, this weekend. But hey, such is life. I was uh, one of our
1: one of our listeners, uh, Oliver. Will be uh, gutted. He can't put money on Matt Wallace this week. I think <laughs> he just uh, cannot win.
0: He just can't win. It's
1: Strange though, isn't it? Because he's playing incredibly well. Like, like I think he's always had, he's always been that talent. But I've always think he's been a little bit overrated for that one season he had. And then all of a sudden, you look and he's gone twenty eighth for the Patchboard match play doesn't really count. Third at the uh, Valero, thirty fourth the Masters, eighteenth with the Heritage Ship last week. That's a hell of a run on the PGA Tour. Um, so he's got it. So I think that there's. don't think i'd back him to to win a major but he's there at sort of hundred and that's one for next week for the pga we're talking about we've spoken before Mm. about the Mm. european type feel of kiawar island yeah i don't think that if he can if he was going to get over the line maybe he probably would have done it in the form that he's in um right now so
0: yeah well let's not forget that the us pga when it was the final major of the year Hmm. was the anybody can win it event, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so actually, to be honest, you know what? If you can't get first eight, can you, at the moment? Can you? hundred? Uh, I didn't know that. What can you? So that, no, six. Yeah. Interesting, but it'll be though. It'll be that price, I would have thought, waiting really, for when they do go to bigger places? You should do. Do you, know, do you know what? That's not that bad a shout. I actually quite like that. Hmm. He's worth having but, a look at, isn't he? Yeah, he, he can't win, because he just can't win. No. He just... just not he just can't handle being in contention that's just because
1: he wears black socks with shorts in practice rounds that's what all
0: uh, right yeah it might be yeah you've got a point i think that's what it is yeah i think you've got a point there <laughs>
1: <laughs> but do you know what? i think i actually think it's quite an interesting event and one that i think will be a decent tune-up like you said i think i think we'll get to see a decent preview for the pga um you always get those guys that kind of prefer to have a week off and you get ones that try to play their way in Sergio likes this event he's been hitting the ball well needs to get back into major form um Matt Coocher, like you said we, we yeah, were I talking about, about
0: it, him weren't we I'm going to put Cooch in the um, more I look at it, the more I'm putting because him in because
1: I was really keen on him on the Masters wasn't I and then he
0: mm.
1: he missed the cut but then bounced straight back at the Heritage he, he loves
0: Masters. I say he's unlucky at the Masters I mean it's an awful first round he, he absolutely tried his yeah. his slacks off um his Farah's off on the, on, the, on the second round, you know, I thought he was excellent, you know, and, and I'd still maintain if he'd have made the cut, he would have finished. I can't remember what I put him up for, but I think I backed him top 20. Definitely. I'd yeah. maintain he would have been top 20. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm putting Kucher in. The more and more I look at it, the more and more we talk. Um, Convincing yourself. Well, yeah, I am putting, yeah, I am because I think he has got the form in the right, in the right places. Um, he loves Texas. Um And like I say though, my problem is I've got four blokes. I think you know if you add them together, their average age is probably you know <laughs> seventy-two or something. Anyway, never mind. Um, going back to Jordan Spieth, you just made a good point uh, about how
1: well he point about how he's got a great chance. His best finish in this event is still when he was sixteen years old on debut, Um and he finished sixteenth. Or seventeen? Was he? I can't remember how old he was, but he was young. He was still yep. in bloody school, um, and he's never finished betting at that in this event. Despite the fact that the course has always been five minutes away from his front door, mm. is it? Is it because of the pressure of being right on your on your doorstep, trying to live up to that kind of what you were like coming out of school type of thing? I don't know. There's no fans of this
0: year, is it? No, potentially, and and you know, as you get older, you get you have a different sort of you know like they always say you have a different philosophy on life and what's important and what's not um i mean you know 10 to one's too short anyway so there we are you know you've got almost not worth talking about really yeah well like i say you've got you know you've got Matsuyama um who appears in every single list and very high up in every single list on correlating courses um you know if i if i think of the phoenix i mean you know his record there hmm. um and he's double the price, so that's that's you know I, I I like we've always said we'll happily watch Jordan win to be honest with you because it's so entertaining. Yeah. Um, I just wonder you know whether he he, he might be better next week, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, well he's got the uh, Grand Slams go for isn't he? So
0: mm.
1: this uh, there's going to be a lot of interesting storylines I think for next week. Like I think this is a major that always kinds of gets shits on a bit because it's not the Masters and it's not the Open. Uh, it's not the US Open. It's always a kind of the other major. But I think this little move into the earlier part of the year makes it more interesting, at least.
0: Um, Very attacking
1: course as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like the course. I think the course is great for it. Um, and now you've got Rory's just come back into form at the best time. Justin Summers is playing well. DJ's gone slightly off the boil, but yeah, he's still yeah. DJ, isn't yeah, he? Off the boil, yeah. John Rahm is John Rahm. Hideki's just got over the line in his first major. Jordan Spieth's going for the Grand Slam. Um, there's plenty there. I think. Mm. I think it's a really, you know, you've got a lot of young talent coming through, uh, chasing their sort of first majors. Yeah, I think it's a great event. I think it's a really good event to look forward to. We'll uh, obviously do our preview on it next week. But I think you know, I think there's certainly an excitement factor in it that I think you always get excited about major championship anyway. But I think there's just a bit more to this PJ than there has been in recent years, maybe.
0: I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is because where it is, when it was bunged on at the end of the year, you know, you've had your three winners, you know, you've celebrated the Masters, the Open, the US Open. You know, it's sort of, as you rightly say, it got bunged in as the other major. Um, so, yeah, I think you're probably right, mate. So, just yeah, to, to talk to it.
1: Just to highlight the European feel of the uh, of Kiowa Island, Roy McIlroy beat David Lynn, the Englishman, yeah, by eight wow. shots.
0: wow, coat anger. yeah.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's not been. What's he real estate now, isn't he, David Lynn? Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. In tied fourth place were Carl Peterson, Ian Poulter, and Justin Rose, uh, one shot back of David Lynn. and in tied seventh Jamie Donaldson, Peter Hanson. He's absolutely yep. dominated by Europeans. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um. Yep. So that that would just be that would be and you know something that I would keep in mind for next week. Um. We're we'll obviously talk more at length about that next next week when it uh,
0: comes it Garrett Higa would probably be a popular bet next week I'd have thought like um, inter- I say be interested to see what happens when he steps up it's probably not the best course for him is it I, I wouldn't have thought so but a lot of people are picking him up so who am I to argue
1: yeah we'll let it happen um Right, mate. Is there any other order of business before we uh, move on?
0: No, I'm going to plug. I'm going to plug a restaurant <laughs> called Twenty Eight to Fifty, Marlebone Lane, if you can find it. Don't if get you lost. Do go,
1: yeah.
0: Have the rice pudding. Honestly, it's, oh, it's heaven, mate. It's heaven. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I... if you're in London, your wife's got her birthday her anniversary. Take her there. It's not that expensive. Um, and have the rice pudding for afters. Beautiful.
1: I mean, there's just nothing. It doesn't matter how good it is. I
0: will not eat rice pudding. No, well, um, don't then. I'll have yours.
1: Yeah, you can have mine. Yes, I'll have a. There must just be some ice cream or something on the menu, must not there?
0: You 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 can go down Ross's. <laughs> I'll go down there for me food and me wine. Yeah.
1: Oh, I like this is the thing. Well, I really like the idea of Grand's. A really nice posh restaurant. I, yeah,
0: no, you'd I be crap. You would be crap.
1: But I, it would be
0: completely. Wasted on me. you, absolutely.
1: Like I, would re- I would, I'd really like going to a nice steak restaurant. I like going to you know, expensive places like that where you spend hundred quid on a bit of steak or whatever. But, but in terms, I wonder of you keep life, moving jobs in. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of fancy menus, I mean, I've just, I've just, I've just brought that spring menu up that you're talking about, right?
0: Beautiful. beautiful
1: so it's beautiful. three courses, yep. with a glass of wine That's for true. each course. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Hang on. Um, I don't drink wine, so that's that's the first issue. Yeah, I've drunk wine consistently mm-hmm. once, one evening uh, at a wedding two years ago, and I'll be fair; it was probably one of the best nights of my entire life. Um, and then I woke up in the I woke up in the morning, and my tongue felt like a rock, um, and all my mouth was just burnt by the acid of the really horrible house red wine, which may come down to the fact I drank. Couple of bottles of it, but yeah, I just don't drink wine. The starters, asparagus.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, that's me done. I'm out of there. Salmon. I can't even pronounce it. What what is that? Salmon kavish kavish. It
0: Ceviche. basically
1: comes with Ceviche. ginger, chili, and avocado. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's me beautiful. done. That's um, what's barata? When it's at home.
0: Oh, that, yeah, the wife had that it was very nice broad beans radish it almond, really nice and really good yeah it was really good yeah she yeah. had that
1: um, what did you have for your main I had the lamb yeah okay so at least you went for the right one in that situation uh, seared tuna not for me beautiful yeah uh, and I
0: don't know what caponata is oh she had that I think yeah what is it it was very nice it was just loads of stuff but it was very really nice <laughs> it was vegetarian
1: was it right okay that makes sense um, oh, yeah, it's got a little green V next to it. Desserts, lemon posse. What's that then? Lemon posset.
0: Posset. I don't see. I don't. Are you like... sure it's
1: posset, and not posse? Yeah. No, it's posset. There's no accent on it,
0: so yeah, it must be posset. It's lemon posset. Yeah, I don't particularly like lemon posset, but but Natalie did say that that was great, and the biscuit was brilliantly come with it. So yeah. What is it? Well, it's basically just lemon. It's lemon like. um it's not a mousse because like I love lemon. lemon tart I love yeah, lemon... yeah, yeah. well you'd like Whatever. it. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't like it that's the funny okay. thing I so do. I'd
1: go I'd go with that then um, yeah. I don't know what
0: chocolate madeleine is either uh, chocolate madeline. madeleines are like um, a sponge type uh, I thought it was is, is, it
1: like, is there a biscuit in top of a sponge
0: no yeah. not, but I didn't have it so I don't know what their version is because it's kind of like you know like like a a, a scallop really sort of shaped Sponge, so I, but I didn't see it, so I don't know.
1: Okay. Um, I normally I'd... do
0: have two desserts, but it was so cold. You know, you got to sit outside <laughs> at the moment.
1: Yeah, but I will be going week, back
0: when we can go in. I, we will be going back. It was. Maybe we we'll have
1: to have our like podcast Christmas dinner there. Yeah,
0: let's, have, let's there. do that. Let's do that.
1: Because the
0: uh the à la carte menu looks like I
1: could I could eat off of that. Yeah, we'll eat. Um, That's fine. So you've got you've got mini chorizo for the small bites. That's you are paying, You know that, that don't you? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Put it on the old uh, put the the business card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean even the starters on the a la carte menu are I wouldn't have a starter, so that's that saves me a few quid. Um And then you kinda of, oh look, you've got a cheeseburger on there, that'll do, won't it? Um It's not gonna
0: I, be a cheeseburger, is it? It's gonna be Well
1: that's you know, what it says. Twenty eight to 50s famous cheeseburger.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. It's not gonna be like, you know, slapped out at McDonald's or something.
1: No, but that's good. I like I like going up market for a cheeseburger, it's nice. Good. Um or you can go for a bit of fillet steak there, look. A bit Fort of fillet. Tea. Yeah. i love a bit of that. Um and then I'll have my homemade ice cream or sorbet. So yeah, we can we can eat off the other cart menu. Spring menu, not so much. Um and I don't have to sit out in the cold. So that'd be nice. Um but yeah, no, looks like a nice place. So just just for reference, we don't get paid to mention uh twenty eight fifty. Um, we, just talk, we? We, we just talked. We just wanted to talk about it. You, you, you gave me a recommendation beforehand. You're now giving it to all the other people that listen as well. Yeah. Um, we must have a few listeners around that area um, that will be more. What's the word? I'm looking for more receptive, more benefic- beneficiary of that kind of food yes. than I am. Yes, maybe. Um, you
0: know, you asked me if there's any other business. I told you there's other business. Hmm. Don't ask. You don't want to know.
1: I do want to know. Well, that's why that's
0: why you asked. That's why I told you. I just don't
1: want to eat like asparagus for dinner. Doesn't that make your wee go funny?
0: Are people listening to this seriously? I don't know. If they've got this far, then then so be it. Um, you know, we've given we've given. We them, remember we
1: golf yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Still recording. I better check that actually.
0: Anyway, our recording. selections for the Byron Nelson.
1: <laughs> um, I've, I've completely forgotten. Um, no I haven't really it's Aaron Wise and Charles Schwartz 66 to 1 uh, Peter Uline 90 to 1 Brant Snedeker 100 to 1 and Ben Martin who I don't actually know what price he is do you know what price Ben Martin is um, no but I
0: can probably find him for you same as you can here we are he's 125 that'll do yeah okay uh, Hideki, tell you what, I
1: can't find him because I'm looking in the PGA betting odds
0: um, right there we go Ideki Leishman Palmer Martin Laird, who's the best of the lot, at 175 to 1. And late, we've put in uh, Matt Kuchar. Um, So there we are. I've I've put one that's under 70 in there. Um, But I I like all their chances. I think they they turn up at the the right courses every single time. Um, Kuchar's in form. Laird, I don't know what he's going to do. Palmer's in form. Leachman definitely is in form now. Um, And obviously Hideki, you know, he, he always comes 20th, but You know, with that Masters win and with his outstanding format, you know, all these three relevant courses, I I have to put him in, I think. I actually think, having won the Masters, I'm a bit surprised that he's double the price of, you know. Yeah, I was because I like bigger than Berger, you know, it's a surprise, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I tease about him. But once he's got over the line in that, you think, okay, well, all of a sudden, because that's a huge monkey off his back, isn't it? That major win. Um, and and you think you would just completely settled down now? Nothing would make me happier than to see him finish tie twentieth. That would just be fantastic because it, I could go back to calling him top twenty Hideki. You but can do. Um, yeah, probably won't happen. Anyway, mate, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna yep. go and uh, prepare for the uh, the European Tour repeat, and yep. uh, we'll uh, catch up during the week. Be lucky, mate. Yeah. Cheers, Jason. <laughs>